What's up, Dean Lance? This is Scott in Austin, actually calling for the first time in a long time, and I'm not half in the bag. But uh, I was actually calling about the, the guy called last week about um, some crazy dude outside of his work uh, talking about Nazis coming back and whatever other bullshit it was. I was going to say to that guy, nice uh, dead milkman reference you dropped in there. I don't know if anybody else caught it, but I did, and I appreciated it. All right, keep it sick. Keep it wrong, fellas. Activate my curly hair stick. Initiate Jukla. Commence annoying commentary. Begin geek upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your host, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Happy uh, holiday weekend. The Memorial Day? Happy Memorial Day weekend. It, are you supposed to say that? Like, happy Memorial Day? I don't think you're supposed to be happy, because isn't it because lots of soldiers died? It's like a somber occasion, but everyone's happy because they get the day off of work. Shove a bunch of hot dogs in their face. Yeah. No, you know what? Um, what I'll be doing. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to Sleazy E the other day, and he was telling me that um, my old company I used to work at lets everybody out at like one o'clock now on Fridays. And he's like, we don't even have to work the Friday before you know Memorial Day. We get the we get four days off. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. He goes, don't you? And I was like, no. Well, wait, half a day. You said he gets out at one. No, you said this this Friday they get the whole day off. The whole day. The whole day. No wonder that company's going under. But he said in general. Like starting in May, they get a half day on Friday. They just have a one every week. Yeah, you said it's called summer hours. <laughs> have you ever heard of this? Fuck no. No, I, that's what I said. I was like, what? Well, first of all, we haven't had a day off from work since Christmas. Like a company paid vacation day off. Not counting weekends. Well, weekends, yeah, but I'm just saying, like a holiday. We get uh, we get uh, the Reverend Martin Luther King day off. Do you get President's Day? Some companies give that. President's Day. Maybe. I can't remember. So we, we haven't had a day off since uh, Christmas that the, that the company paid It's like for. a slave labor operation over there. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sleazy was saying that, uh, yeah, in San Francisco, in New York, it's a very common thing. A lot of companies do this. It's called summer hours. Well, I work in San Francisco, and I'm certainly not getting every Friday afternoon off. Why don't you bring this up with management, Wackerly? <laughs> <laughs> I usually do leave a little, pretty early on Friday. But what do you say? I'm like, like oh, I'm going to go do, uh, answer some emails at home. Like three or four o'clock? Uh, three is pushing it. Four. Probably four, uh, yeah. Uh, yesterday I left at four. So one o'clock is ridiculous. Like it's, it's insane. I mean, why, I can't one o'clock is ridiculous. Because what, you, you go to lunch at noon and then come back and then leave? I mean... You might as well just leave at noon. I think that's what you do, though, is you just go yeah. there, you fuck around for like a couple hours. You probably get in at 10, fuck around for a couple hours. You don't take lunch, you just leave. I don't know if people who have uh, like jobs where they actually work <laughs> understand <laughs> like the type. I don't know what your job is like, but my job is not. I don't like go in and like, like, and very productive every day. 
It's very like up and down. Yeah, but your job, I guess in your position at your job, you don't have a task list that you have to get through. Not a di- I have tasks, but they're like they're like long term tasks. They're you not like projects. It's not like every week I have to do these like eighteen things. Well, I think that's what it is. I think someone manages. You know, you you have your task list. You go in, you complete a couple things, and that's all you had to all the work. But you had usually to do that day. it'll be like one day, and I like accomplish a big bunch of shit, and then like then I'll have like two days of like not being productive at all, and just. Like not, not even fucking around, but like waiting for people to call back, trying, trying to fucking research something and not making any headway, that kind of thing. So you're like, fuck it. I'm out of here. Right. And like, if I'm having one of those days where nothing's working out, you know, what's the purpose of me staying there until 6 30 PM liquid lunch. That's what you're going to go have. <laughs> so I bet you a lot of people working these summer hours are probably like, you know, going to go see the movies. Probably people are like, I'm going to take off early and go see Mad Max. That would be a good use of your time. You see it? Yeah. And and the theater was quite full. And this I, was Wednesday night, you know, and it's already been open a week, right? I saw it late night. Like, uh, that, that's the funny thing about the arc light here in Hollywood. Like a movie like Mad Max, they play on four screens and there's a screening every half hour. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's a big movie town, not LA. But, no, I mean, it's like they get a movie like this. Like, we're going to try to make as much money as possible showing this movie. And people love, I mean, it's a great movie, but people love this movie. It's it's a a hit, hit. baby. It is a definite hit. (laughs) Although it did get uh, outstripped by uh, Pitch Perfect 2. No way. Pitch Perfect 2 beat it at the box office? I'm pretty sure I read that. No way. That's sad. It's Um, very sad. It's a sad statement about America. Did you see it in 3D or uh, 2D? I saw it in 3D against my protests. I don't have contacts. I just have glasses. So when I put the 3D glasses <laughs> over my glasses, they're like a little too far from my eyes than they're supposed to be. So all, all 3D looks like a little bit blurry to me. And not to mention you look really cool wearing double glasses. <laughs> I considered putting my prescription glasses over the top of the 3D glasses, <laughs> checking that out. But I just figured it'd look way too fucking nerdy. Also looking just as cool as the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's why I usually, um, I normally wear contacts, but uh, so I don't have to worry about that. But I don't go see, I don't go see 3D movies, though, because I hate 3D. I think it's a stupid gimmick, and I think it, uh, I guess I'm a film purist. I like the flat image. Well, you could tell, like, there are certain scenes, uh, watching it, because I saw it in 2D, you could tell there are certain scenes, you're like, wow, I bet you this did look cool in 3D, but overall... I would rather not sit there and wear those stupid glasses and get right. a headache watching this movie in 3D. I mean, would would they redo the Mona Lisa but make it 3D? No. Yeah, I, I no, I I, I I see your point. Maybe they there. would. I don't know. So it's Mona Lisa hologram. <laughs> so I was talking to uh, I was talking to Lenora about Mad Max, and uh, she like does she watch a lot of movies? I never. Uh, oh yeah, no, she, she's uh, figured that out. She's, she's, big she's into, into it. movies. Yeah, and she's okay. I mean she's into horror movies, same kind of movies we like. And so she was saying it. She's like, oh, it was amazing. She goes, I saw it in 4D. And I was like, you saw what? 4D. 4D. There's the a thing called dimension. 4D. Yeah, there's the fourth dimension of movie viewing. Something tells now. me this is an even bigger gimmick than the 3D. A way bigger gimmick. This is like, I never even heard of this gimmick. But it, So apparently there's a theater. Heard, I've never even heard of this dimension. <laughs> I've only known of the three. It's a theater downtown called LA Live. Um, I've been there a couple of times. It sounds like one of those shitty magazine programs. It's on at like 3 p.m. LA Live LA with Live. Debbie and Chuck. Hey, Chuck, did you hear about the, <laughs> the earthquake last night? 
Yeah, the 405 shut down. That whole area of L.A. by like the where the Lakers play, Staples Center, it's all called L.A. Live. It's it's terrible. That area is called L.A. Live? Yeah, it's the area is L.A. Live. And within there, there's this movie theater. I forget the name of the, the company that owns it, but it's like, oh, we went down to L.A. Live to see it. And so they, they offer 4D sitting they have 40 cinemas and what it is is like you're sitting in like a hydraulic chair strapped in you have like an oculus rift kind of 3d thing over your face um over your eyes and uh and headphones because it's like you're in speak or i guess speakers in the chair no would the oculus rift fit over my glasses or not oh yeah they probably would i mean they I, I think they're just 3d viewing goggles or something right. that they put over your face like and then like yeah like while you're watching the movie the chair shakes when the when the truck's driving it's like you get wind blowing in your face you get water sprayed on you um it, it just sounds like my worst nightmare it sounds like a gallagher show <laughs> no but i mean have you ever been to universal studios a long time ago, I think I was like 12 or something. So they're, they're roller coasters, aren't roller coasters. It's like these 4D rides where you're yes. like kind of strapped in, you move around, you it's get kind of like convincing though. You. you feel like you're on a roller coaster, if I remember correctly. It's, I, I, don't, I think it's an awful gimmick. I would not be entertained. I'd probably have a headache, maybe a hernia. I don't want to fucking be sprayed with water. Like, well, I think it's a mist. Up? It's a mist. I don't, I don't think they're spraying either. you like you know, I don't with want a hose. Mist either. It's probably like fucking unsanitary, like the water from the It's a Small World ride spraying in your face. You know, the scene where I guess in Mad Max where they're like, uh, there's breast milk involved, you're sprayed in the face with milk. Milk? Yeah. I'm, jo- I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you're sprayed with water. Your, your uh, seat shakes with the movements, you know, coincide with the movement of the trucks and then in the cars. Uh, driving down the highway um the bullets bullets are really loud because you have speakers right in your uh right next to your you know your ears it, it sounds it sounds headache provoking it sounds awful but lenora is like oh it was amazing it's like you know 28 dollars i would like a the ticket. sound i don't want do you hear that 28 dollars a yeah. ticket yeah insane well people like to be thrilled <laughs> they didn't have the sound up loud enough at the theater i was uh watching it at and i don't know if that's because old people complain or if i'm too old to hear anything or what but i would have liked it to be like twice as loud yeah at the theater i was at I, that was definitely not an issue i thought the dude with the guitar was going to be uh, annoying but i thought that was pretty cool but it would have been better if it was louder i thought that was amazing it's great yeah. I, if i ever rode off into battle i'd make that mandatory <laughs> some guy shredding it is that why you didn't join the armed services <laughs> just waiting well you know i've been when you get one of these <laughs> Heavy metal uh, setups on one of the battleships. I'm joining up. Well, you, son, have to learn Slayer's Angel of Death. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> just put Carrie yes, King sir. on a yeah, strap into like a, just a rig. Yeah. Be great. No, that, that was a cool part of it. The, the guy had like no eyes and he's like strapped to the thing. Right. And every time they go into battle, it's like, heavy metal riff. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, she was, she was telling me about this. But the funny thing about it is she brought her fucking dog she has a dog. She has a little mini pin. It's a little mini uh, Doberman Pincher. Pincher. And uh, she, it's an emotional support animal. Like She has a card that says she can take that dog anywhere. Like Even if like her apartment didn't allow dogs, she has the card. They have to let her have the dog. Restaurants, she has to be, she, they have to let her bring in the dog. Because it's an this emotional support animal. This is a big thing in animal. California. It's a huge deal. But so anyway, thing anywhere else. she brings this thing. Apparently it is. I'll get to that in a second. But okay. she brings this thing. This dog to the movie, and it's sitting on her lap, 
in the hydraulic chair that's like shaking about and the dog's, you know, barking because right. it's, it can't fall asleep while there's like, you know, gunshots and explosions going around and it's being shaken all about. So it's barking. So someone complained and then the usher came and got her and then she like went outside and showed him the card and the usher's like, well, she's disabled, I guess, you know, emotionally disabled. So it's she should fine. just hide it in her huge tits. So what they did is the the guy that complained got his money back, and didn't see the movie. That's what I would do too. Would you? But would you flip out if you're you pay twenty eight bucks to go see this? Fuck yes, I would. Gimmick farce of a of a of a movie gimmick. You, would you? I mean, you pay twenty eight dollars to go see this movie. You go in there, you sit down, and there's a girl next to you with a with a poodle on her lap that's Fucking just barking, barking the dog. whole time. Yeah, I mean, I would lose my shit. <laughs> completely i mean have you ever been in the theater i mean you know everybody hates children but have you ever been in the theater and like you know parents bring their like not even age inappropriate but just like movie inappropriate like they're like you know a year and a half year old kid into a fucking two-hour movie and obviously the kid's screaming and you're just like what uh, who the fuck do you think you are well we're parents <laughs> i was at the jack london cinema like years ago seeing fight club right and uh a family was sitting behind us with like a four-year-old and like a, a six-year-old and the four-year-old started crying when like meatloaf was just beating the crap out of somebody and she and the, the dad's just like shut up boy bam and like smacks this kid and the kid's crying even louder and, and people were like shh and he's like shh fuck you and it was yeah. just it was just escalated into kind of a nightmare scenario yeah this is why this is why people pirate movies because you just can't deal with the general public anymore yeah, but these animals, are, it's a whole nother level, right? I mean, the dog is fucking barking. Yeah, it's like been taken to a whole other level. I mean, this is worse than a child. It's like <laughs> the dog, the animals shouldn't even be there. What I never figured out, because, you know, the emotional sport animal, you know, it's, that's one thing. But then there's the other half of, you know, the weakling society we live in. People <laughs> whose allergies are like life debilitating allergies. Like what happens when those people battle it out? Like what if somebody was like, I am terribly allergic to dog fur. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what, I mean, do they Who need wins? to go to their therapist and get their card? So then the two cards match up against their right. card. And then you, you, you do like a Pokemon battle. I, yeah, I don't know. They, how that they works. bring their emotional allergy support, like giant, you know, loud air filter thing. <laughs> they turn that on. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just sitting there like I can't hear this movie at all now. <laughs> it's like one of those like Darth Vader sleep apnea masks. Exactly. <sighs> Could you it's turn like, that down, please? It's very loud. It's my allergies. From I the, can't breathe without this. Yeah, Maybe I you should that'd stay be home in your bubble. Why and I fucking take fucking emotional support dog lady with you. <laughs> so I said that to her. I was like, I said to Lenora, I was like, you know, that's ridiculous. Why would you bring your dog to the movie? She's like, why shouldn't I bring her? Hmm. She's like, I have Good a card comeback. that allows me to bring. I was like, yeah, but I was like, Lador, you do understand that by bringing this dog in the movie, you're annoying everybody else. She's like, no, she was fine. She barked at one one scene, and then she just let rest on my lap. I'm like, yeah, I bet one scene. <sighs> Even one, but th but like that's like why is once acceptable? <laughs> You know, am I allowed to cut one giant fucking diarrhea fart in the theater? <laughs> it was just one. She said, if you have one of these emotional support cards, you could bring your dog to work and your work can't well, do anything about it. Of course you can bring it to work. Yeah. Like I mean, work, they have an even bigger argument, right? Because you could be like, well, 
you know, you don't really need to be in this movie bothering everybody else, but you have to go to work. How are you going to pay your rent? So you have to bring the dog to work. Yeah, but what are you going to do? What if you're like working next to, I guess if you have allergies next to the person, they'll move you to another part of the office. Then they have the Pokemon battle. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I was reading this article here about this woman in Wisconsin. Apparently this, is, this isn't just an issue in California. It's uh, nationwide. Answer my question. And I yeah. wonder if this, if this goes on in like other countries like uh, Europe. I wonder in Europe this is an issue. They have emotional support animals. People have less boundaries in Europe than in the United States. I mean, people always say, oh, the loud, annoying Americans. But like, I don't know. A lot of the European countries I've been to, people are much bigger assholes, like trying to cut in front of you in line and, you know, just generally like being, you know, getting in your fucking space and just taking advantage of you. Well, they're also so sensitive over there. So you think Mm -hmm. they would be like, okay, that's fine. It's his therapy salamander. You know, it's like I could I could see them just being like, it's fine. You know, we're gonna let you take that chinchilla to work. I mean, I I just see them like being a little more accommodating than they would be here. But here, you have to get litigious about it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like you don't let me bring my kangaroo into this McDonald's, I'm gonna sue your ass for hundreds of thousands of dollars for violating the American Disabilities Act. And that's that's what that's that's how we deal with it in the U.S. So that that's what happened here. Diane Moyer. Uh, in Wisconsin, Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, brought her kangaroo. She has a fucking kangaroo as a pet, a therapy animal. A full-grown kangaroo? A full-grown kangaroo. She (laughs) brought him into a McDonald's. McDonald's was like, you can't have your kangaroo in here. She's like, oh, I can't, can I? Pulls out the card. She has a a doctor's note and a card saying that this kangaroo, Jimmy, is uh, her service animal, or or therapy animal, not service animal, animal, therapy animal. Right. We need to make that clear. It's not like the kangaroo is like leading her around because she's blind. No, it's, it, this kangaroo isn't trained to resuscitate her if she has like an attack, cardiac arrest or something. It doesn't push her wheelchair. This, it's a companion animal devoted to lifting her spirits during cancer treatments. That's what right. it is. So they're like, no, you know, that's, uh, that's not a therapy pet. And so they called the, the police and the police are like, you know, we don't, we don't recognize this doctor's note. It doesn't translate into a certified service animal. Who's the doctor that prescribed the kangaroo for this lady? I mean, shouldn't that guy get, lose his license? You know, I would, I would bet dollars to donuts. It's an online doctor, like an online oh. therapist. Okay. And, they, and you get a card sent to you saying, okay, now you have a therapist animal because you spent $200. <laughs> so the town here, Beaver's Dam, Beaver Dam, is proposing an ordinance to keep her therapy pet out of local establishments. The proposal amends local law to define service animals only as dogs or miniature horses. As per the <laughs> I Americans read the part with about Dis- the ho- Act. What about cats? Horses, mini horses beat out cats? Yeah. Well, what's a mini horse? I think it's like a Shetland pony. <laughs> do, <laughs> do Shetland people- ponies have some special quality that makes them a good service animal? But do people just walk around with those? Well, I don't think you can ride it. <laughs> Unless you're it's a dwarf. It's like a foot doll. But if you're a dwarf, you probably could. Well, if, if you're a dwarf, you could do a lot of things that <laughs> people can't do. But a miniature horse, that, that's it? So in this town, you can only have a dog or a miniature horse. Yeah, what would I do with uh, my cat? I guess that's a uh, cat's not on the list. But I'm also not insane. I, I leave my cat at home when I go out in public. Right. Like if I go to a restaurant, I'm not bringing my fucking cat. My cat's annoying. My cat's annoying to me. I can imagine how annoying it'd be to other diners. Yeah. Most animals are annoying. But apparently here, or they, per the Americans with Disabilities Act, you can have dogs or miniature horses. And 
do it does it even need to be said that this lady is she's on you know social security right she's not working and supporting this kangaroo herself we are paying for this kangaroo that she has Miraculously, she's a victim here. There you go with your victim blaming. She has I'm cancer. I'm not blaming her. I'm just she pointing has out cancer. where this is getting funded from. No, does her, does she, is she married? Does her husband work? Probably not. I think they live on like like, a, like in a mobile home with a farm of multiple <laughs> animals. They have like oh. they farm with like all sorts of a whole menagerie of creatures going well, on. Well, if here. they're farming them, can they sell them for meat? A kangaroo burger. <laughs> People are eating these kangaroos. These are their therapy pets. But I think they're both on disability. This is like the America's, American wet dream in this country. For you know, a large segment of the country, this, it's the ultimate attainment in life is to, is to get diagnosed with something and get paid by the government. I think it's changed, though. Like, do you remember back in the day, the, the American dream was like, I'm just going to work as hard as I can and buy a house and raise a family and become right. like a VP of my or a, a partner in my firm. And that <laughs> was manager. <laughs> but, that, but that was the American dream. But mm-hmm. now the American dream is I'm going to work as little as I can and hopefully, you know, injure my foot and then go on disability for the next 15 years and not have to work. Longer than that for a lot of these. I mean, if you're this lady's what fifty, you said, I mean, she'll live to be eighty-five for sure. So then, if, what the, if the kangaroo doesn't punch her neck off, <laughs> so who's supporting her? Is it the the business she used to work for, the government, both? No, it's our tax. You know, when you get your paycheck and there's that little thing that says like C A S S I, that's where this money's going. So we're supporting her with her kangaroos. Yeah. There's a lot of mouths to feed. What does a kangaroo eat? Leaves? Yeah, I'm not sure. I imagine they have some kind of <laughs> like... Doesn't really uh, matter, I guess. Yeah, I imagine they have some kind of like uh, dry food. Kangaroo um, chow. So Moyer said here that they're targeting me because I'm disabled. No, they're targeting you because you have this fucking weird like jungle animal with you. <laughs> what the fuck? Why, why, why do they limit it to animals? Like, can I have, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like... Like, can I have a fucking beehive? <laughs> I guess that is an animal. Yeah, but that would injure people, though. Uh, who's to say this kangaroo? Have you ever seen the videos of kangaroos boxing people? Well, that, that's what the, uh, the city attorneys here is saying. Yeah. The pro- proposed law is for citizen safety as well as Moyer's own protection. What if the, I mean, think about it. What if the kangaroo attacks someone? They're vicious creatures. <laughs> it's like that lady that had that monkey, remember? And it, like, ate her fucking friend's face off. You shouldn't be owning a monkey and living in like a suburb. No, you shouldn't be owning a monkey at all. Monkeys no, don't need to be. I mean, that's it's almost slavery. I mean, the monkey's almost a person. They also throw their feces. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if kangaroos throw their can feces. I have, but... Can I have like a support just bottle of liquor with me? Just be like, <laughs> sir, you can't bring booze in here. Actually, I have a card. It's my emotional support whiskey. <laughs> It's my emotional support whiskey. I need this to get through my day. Right, just driving around. Sorry, officer. This is my emotional support booze. <laughs> now I know my BAC is like 0.23, but that's the way it goes. So this woman came into McDonald's with her little kangaroo wearing a diaper and a coat. It's not little though. I saw a picture. It's big, but it's wearing a diaper and a coat. Well, at least she put a diaper on. <laughs> she said it's a therapy animal, not a service animal. And I guess I. Uh, you know, in the, according to the ADA, you uh, should be able to, a service animal you can take anywhere. But a therapy animal, you know, there's restrictions. And so um, she lives on this mobile home here. Get this. She's got five kangaroos. Five. <laughs> Only one of them she brings out, though, apparently. 
Yeah, only one. But they're all like seven feet tall. These are, I mean, uh, Jimmy, the, the one she brought in the McDonald's is the youngest. It's only oh. a year old. And she's awaiting she's a shipment of five more kangaroos in the near future. Ten kangaroos. <laughs> who, who owns kangaroos like this in a, in a house? Can you imagine being on LSD and like trying to go get some French fries at McDonald's because you're kind of flipping out and there's a fucking kangaroo in there? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, what the fuck? I got to leave. Can you imagine being the neighbor? Right. Yeah, like you live next door to a woman with 10 kangaroos. Um, she says Annie that... A uh, <laughs> bowl of antifreeze slipped under the fence. We'll take care of that. She says she gets her red kangaroos from a Wisconsin-based exotic animal broker. She said the females run up to $3,500 and males are two grand. That's um, not too bad of a price for a kangaroo. This guy, this is kind of, this blows my mind that there are even people like this. He brokers any animal you're looking for. She said last year he asked if uh, she wanted a white rhinoceros for a hundred grand. <laughs> what do you do with a white rhinoceros? I don't even know. How do you feed that? I think they're very docile and they just eat grass. He also is selling a bunch of hyenas, which would that be kind of cool? Can you imagine that? I know when it's like eating you. Well, I mean, it's like, you know how like you see all these ghetto dudes with their pit bulls like thugs cruising around with their pit bulls looking all badass. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine you just walk around with like two hyenas? What about everybody's favorite, the honey badger? Can you get one of those? I bet you this guy can get you anything. <laughs> um, she said she's it's taken a her kangaroo into the mall in Madison, Wisconsin so many times that security guards and food court workers know her as the kangaroo lady. <laughs> Goes of to church with do. her. What else would you fucking call her? She takes, her, she takes him to the movies and went and saw Taken 3. Now, how does the kangaroo sit in the seat? It has a giant tail. I don't even know. But, that, but you know what, though? That, that's what it's all about. It's this attention-seeking. Sure, she has cancer. Lots of people have cancer. Almost everybody, have, everybody has cancer. Pretty much everybody has cancer. You know, it's like you don't need an excuse to have... The, what she wants is she wants the attention of having this kangaroo. All these people do with these therapy animals. Like, do you read about that guy? I sent you that link um, a couple days ago. But the guy with the goat... Coco yeah, the goat one, in New York. Yeah. So yeah. he became famous, kind of notorious in the, in the area for bringing his goat around to all these different restaurants, his therapy goat. And everyone's yeah. like, oh my God, a goat in the city. Like people are all excited about it. And then when you know what he does? He picks up a girl, 19 year old, rapes her. <laughs> Who knows what happened, what he did with the goat. <laughs> Do you think the goat played into luring her into the car? I mean, that's what you're implying. I don't know. If Guarantee. <laughs> he like went to a club and was like, hey, remember me? I'm the goat guy. The city goat guy. Oh, and she's like, everybody oh, yeah. knows you. I trust you. You're, you. What kind of a deviant would have a goat? He's like, you know what? You can pet my goat if you want. He's right here. My and she's like, goat. oh, my God, you have a goat in the club. <laughs> Next thing you know, <laughs> in the they're club. in his van. He slipped her a roofie, double teaming her. That's, that's the, the problem. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. That's why these, these people get these service animals. I don't know if it's attention-seeking. I think it's, it just has to do with this. We've elevated the weakest people in society to sort of being in control. Like everything is, everything is catered to, you know, people who have de debilitating depression or just, you know, seniors, I guess it's always been like that with the seniors, but you know, if you do anything that like, you know, inconveniences a senior, a person, person with depression, uh, I don't know anything like, like that's the worst thing you can ever do. And, and anytime they want to change something for the better for everybody else, 
you know, it, they can't change it for the better because it might negatively impact a senior or a depressed person or, uh, you know, somebody that has gluten intolerance. And that, that's what it is. It's hypersensitivity to everybody's disability. We're, we're a nation of complainers. You know, we can't just live our lives. We have to complain about everything. And then if you, you threaten or if you call somebody out for, doing, for, for complaining unnecessarily about something, we sue you. You know, that, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, we're, we're lazy. We don't want to work. And then when somebody actually says, you know what? You should be working. And you shouldn't have your kangaroo in a fucking McDonald's. They're like, well, actually, as a matter of fact, here's my card. I'll sue you for hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> it's, I don't understand where we're going with this. But it's true. If, if they're not even allowed to ask you questions about it. So the Americans with Disabilities Act allows you to ask someone with a service animal only two questions. Is the animal required because of a disability? And what work or task has the animal been trained to perform? You can't ask anything about the person's disability, even if they look normal and they're walking normal. You can't ask them anything. And uh, people don't understand the difference between a service animal and an, an ESA, an emotional support animal. Well, what do, you, what do you say the task is if it's an ESA? Just that he's nice to me? He calms that, me down? Yeah, he's your companion animal. He calms your spirits. Not really you're going a service. It, it's not a service. And I don't think people... I think people are too intimidated by this. Like you see something that has this like supposed authority attached to it, like a, a card, card or a doctor's note. You're just like, uh, okay, I don't want to get sued. So the ADA, the American Disabilities Act, you can face fines up to like a hundred grand, yeah. especially if you're a business. So I think what you do is just like, sure, go watch the movie. It's fine. I, I'm yeah, always amazed. I'm just amazed by people who like willingly go and open up a customer you know, facing business where you have to deal with the general public. Like, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> Think of all the stupid crap you're going to have to deal with on a daily basis. And you know, when you open a business like a coffee shop or a pizza place or whatever, like you have to work, you, you know, you as the guy who opened it have to work there for at least like several years before you can break even. And I'm all, whenever people want to do that, I'm just like, are, are you insane? Have you seen people? <laughs> What's worse than that though? You throw a little alcohol in the mix, open a bar. You exactly. just see the worst side of people. So the emotional support card here merely means that once pet is registered in a database of animals whose owners have paid anywhere from $70 to $200 to one of several organizations, none of which are recognized by the government. So you send a check, you get a just card. It, I mean, it doesn't even, an, an ESA card doesn't even entitle you to bring your pet into a hotel, a store, or a taxi, or a train. But no one questions it. Yeah. Because you don't know, you're too scared, too intimidated by this, this authority. Um, well, we should be selling those cards instead of doing a podcast. I think we'd make a lot of money. If we were smart. And this, I imagine this must piss you off. The Air Carrier Access Act entitles you to fly with your ESA at no extra charge, although they typically require the animal to be uh, seated on the uh, passenger's lap. Yeah, I mean, what happens when it takes a hot steaming shit on your lap and everybody, all your seatmates have to smell it? Didn't that just happen recently? Yeah, I think I did hear about that. Like in the aisle? Consciously brought it up. You just had to fly with like the whole place. Just the animal had diarrhea all over the aisle. <laughs> like it, I just, I don't know. Then, then there's the Fair Housing Act. It allows you, you and your ESA to live in a house that prohibits pets. Right. Just, they have to go along with it. I don't know it's what's insane. going on with this society, Wackerly. <laughs> Well, I just wonder if it's ever going to like go back the other way where it's like, yeah, no, fuck these support animals. 
I think I would, I would, you know, I would have an issue. I mean, I guess I wouldn't have an issue if the dog just sat there quietly, not saying anything. If it was yeah, trained well, well and it didn't do anything, I'd be like, I don't really care. But if the dog's barking, I, I paid $28 to see this movie in 4D. And yet, even with the speakers right outside of my, my, uh, my ears, and I could still hear this dog barking, visibly upset by the shaking chair, I would say something. Yeah. I mean, I, would, I, would, I don't know if I'd stop the movie. I'd definitely go to the usher. Yeah, there'd be a lot of huffing. But yeah, it makes me wonder, like, well, when's this going to stop? Like, I guess with an emotional support kangaroo, maybe you could stick like a fifth of bullet in its pouch, cruise around with you. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Do the males have pouches? I think they have sacks. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick the bullet in the sack, pull it out. It's all slimy. Like you yeah. wouldn't still drink it. But I'm, I'm, I still just go back. I'll just get a card for the bullet. And just say, 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 this is my dog. <laughs> like, sir, that's a fucking bottle of booze. No, it's a dog. You Listen. can't tell me. Ruff, ruff. Did <laughs> yeah. you hear it barking? <laughs> what are you, some kind of a veterinarian? Or are you fucking movie ticket salesperson? I'm just going to get some kind of marsupial so I can keep booze in its pouch. Like a koala? Yeah, something. I just wear, what about know, an armadillo? <laughs> do those things have, do they have a pouch? No, but they could maybe like roll up into a ball and you can stuff it in there. I guess something like that. Anyway, I, I wonder where this what what's going to happen with this. But apparently, it's pretty easy to get an emotional support animal. I have to might have to look into this. Can annoy people with my cat. Oh, you um, need you need to get a much more annoying animal if you're really going to go the emotional support route. I mean, just try and think of the most annoying animal, like a like a some kind of a snake or like a spitting cobra. Well, a kangaroo is pretty pretty flagrant. What about a, what about a skunk? <laughs> Well, that's like a menace at that point. Good. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could. I mean, I, I probably would look into it. I like the idea of the miniature pony. And that's pretty weird. Just biting children. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you thought your kid's finger was a carrot. <laughs> Bibbles, this is episode 484 here, Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. Send us your stories. We read them here on the air. And if we give you credit... We'll send you a Sigaron Care package. You can send your stories to SigaronPodcast.com, submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. Got some good ones here this week. Before we get to our first one, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story comes in from James. James says, this is the reason I haven't been to the dentist in 11 years. Right. That's disgusting, James. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> if you're British, don't you only have to go to the dentist when you're like eight? I think under the it? national health system, yeah, you can only get in there like once every 12 years. When's the last time you went to the dentist? Uh, Like last month. I go twice a year, as is recommended by the Dental Society of America. Do you have a pathological fear of the dentist? No, I'm an adult. 
Yeah, but some people like have had bad experiences, and uh, they, like my father, my father wouldn't go to the dentist unless they gave and him. Your my, dad was British. Well, they gave him laughing gas, so he'd just you know be uh, unconscious, and they would just go in there. Which I that, think your dad was just a drug addict. <laughs> but that's always freaked me out. You know, that's either neither here nor there. But that's always freaked me out about it. It's like I don't know, dude. I I don't trust dentists as much as I do other doctors. But I feel like dentists. You always read about dentists. You know, going and having like these dental retreats in Vegas, getting a bunch of hookers, having all these drugs. Dentists are like the party doctors of the medical they world. They also have the highest rate of suicide. Another thing too. So you're in the in the, the office alone with the dentist. He um, puts the gas on you. You're unconscious. How do you how do you know if the guy's not putting his dick in your mouth? You don't. You don't. I, I don't I mean, like I that. I think that's from a Seinfeld episode that you're talking about. It could be, but I've, I've always just not distrusted dentists. So I usually go to female dentists because I trust them more. <laughs> and so you want to you imagine them just squatting over your face while you're passed out and then you can jack off about it later. Well, rubbing their vagina vigorously up and down <laughs> my, uh, my Junos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's not what I picture, but it would be nice if that did happen. You know what I do is I go to a dentist where the, uh, what do they call them? You know, most the of the lady who does the, the hygienist. hygienist is a, a woman, and but my dentist is a man. But the other thing is, there's no door on the thing. There's no door in the uh, the examination room, so it's like if he's gonna put his balls in my mouth, <laughs> you know, people walking by are gonna see it. That's all I'm saying. So what if there was a door? Would you not? Would you still? Not well, go? then I'd be a little more nervous now that you're telling me this all these tales. But I've just heard a lot of things. Have I've read a lot of sick and wrong stories about dentists? A lot of weird things happen with them because I don't think they go to dental school i don't think dental school is as rigorous as medical school i don't think you have to do a residency you just open up your own practice they give you a license it's like here you can now well prescribe drugs isn't you can that now, good though i mean they're basically just brushing your teeth really well <laughs> with a little poker dude they have a drill in your fucking mouth not, I, not I just, usually i have an issue with that basically you're, you're just paying a lot of money for them to brush your teeth better than you normally do if, if you have I good found. teeth but if but if, i mean you can go to a shady dentist and be like you know what we took a uh, x-ray of your mouth here check it out there you go see that that's 15 cavities all he wants to do is just charge your insurance more money yeah happens all the time mm-hmm. they give you unnecessary fillings yep anti-dentite you are the dentist i went i go to i've only actually been there once she's kind of like this mean russian woman not very attractive but her hygienists are all russian all hot so the whole uh-huh. time they're like, you know, scraping your teeth and buffing them and polishing them. You get their, their breasts in your face. Like, it's actually kind of a pleasurable experience. Once again, there is no door, though. So there's yeah. no privacy going on here. But the Russian Do they lady, notice when you get a giant erection on that little lay down chair? Well, I bring my sick and wrong boner cover. And, uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, you know, that's a good, I know we've talked about that product before. We should bring that, the boner, yeah. hi, like the boner, hydro boner, the boner yeah. cover. Boner tent. Boner tent. Um, boner privacy mask. But the, the woman, like when you go to these foreign dentists though, they don't fuck around. Like I, I am, I'm also a little nervous about the foreign dentists because I feel like they have different practices where they went to school in like Bulgaria, you know, <laughs> so, and yeah. they don't know about modern dentistry. They know about it. They're just not. They're not huge fans. The other issue, I won't go to a dentist over 60 years old. Why not? Too old. Like most doctors over 60, it's like they, they don't go through doctor re-education. They just like, they've been doing it for so long. <laughs> that they're they're trying like, to put a leech on you? 
You never know. Like I, I just mean that—that's the the subject of this story here. This guy's a seventy-eight-year-old dentist. I would never ever go to a seventy-eight-year-old dentist. I would never take my child to a seventy-eight-year-old dentist or my therapy kangaroo. Seventy-eight seems pretty old. I mean, standard retirement age is what for us seventy-two. That was like sixty-five. Yeah, but they keep raising the average. It. Yeah, like you have to look at it, what it's going to be for us before we can get our social security. I think it's like seventy-two. But there's but been, so, you, so you're se- you're seven, and that's like if you're like you know a fucking office admin person, you know, where you're just like, oh, Bill always misfiles the papers, but he's old and he's gonna retire next month. But this guy's like, yeah, he's fucking poking around in your mouth, and he's seventy eight. Your cavities, he's seventy eight no years old. No fucking way. I bet you he has like bifocals, like thicker than coke bottles. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's having flashbacks to like fucking World War One. That's what freaks me out. You know, he's probably a <laughs> medic in the Korean War. Um, so what happened here? 78 year old Dr. Howard Schneider is a dentist in Jacksonville, Florida. For the past few weeks, there have been daily protests outside his practice. One parent was so angry that she actually attacked him outside the office. Well, come on. Now you're attacking a 78 year old man. <laughs> Schneider <laughs> thinks he's done nothing wrong. Uh, this all started after a parent named Brandy Motley. She took her six year old daughter, Brielle, to Schneider to just have one tooth pulled. She had an issue with one tooth. On the day of the surgery, uh, the parent was said she wasn't allowed. She wasn't allowed to sit with the daughter. I guess this is kind of common. Is uh, that's, this is why I don't trust dentists too? I think it's common because nurses say that uh, that uh, when parents are in the room, the kids won't behave as well. Like they'll cry, they'll squirm. They'll expect I agree their mom with this. To stop I mean, th- this helicopter parenting needs to end. Like, yeah, you you know, your kid's gonna have to do some things by itself once in a while. It's, you know. Sorry. Yeah, but th- th- this is what happens. I need to be there with him. Yeah, but th- this is why I don't trust Dennis. Like, he probably put his balls in the kid's mouth. No one would know. Well, that's just an unfounded accusation. No, you just accused him of being a pedo. Well, that, that, that's not what happened. So the parents sat in the waiting room for three hours until the waiting turned to worrying. And then finally a nurse came over and said there was an incident. The child was hyperventilating. She had marks all over her. There's blood just all over her face and neck. Um, she couldn't get a clear explanation of what had happened. She just rushed the kid to the emergency room. In the parking lot, she took the gauze out of the kid's mouth. All of the kid's teeth were removed. <laughs> so he pulled seven teeth, not just one. I mean, is this guy, does he have dementia or what? Who knows? He's 78. I mean, he, <laughs> he probably does. I mean, when, doesn't their mind start going after 75, most old people? Mine's already going. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what it's going to be. I won't be alive when I'm 78. So the child will be solved. The child said that uh, the doctor hit and choked her as well. So Mm. uh, the mother called police, but uh, there's no report actually taking on the incident. Why not? And the nurses, uh, when the nurses also corroborated the doctor's claim that he didn't choke her, didn't punch her. Yeah. But why are all the teeth pulled? They, the doctor said that that's what had to happen. That's, and so, I mean, they, they couldn't even do anything I mean, about it. not letting the, the parents into the dental room, whatever you call it, that's one thing. But you, you got to, like, get consult with the parent when you're going to do, like, major fucking work, like pulling out all the teeth. <laughs> so what this mom did, she took the Facebook. She posted a bunch of pictures of their daughter, toothless oh daughter. Now you've got all the fucking mommy brigade on the internet after you. Exactly. Story went bad for this guy now. Story went viral. And then all these parents started posting pictures of their kids with no teeth. 
And uh, that also went to the same dentist. Same dentist. Unwanted oh procedures and abuse at the hands of uh, Schneider. She kept reading more and more stories. Um, some uh, parents said she was deaf. She took her five-year-old son to the doctor. The doctor um, ended up removing five of his teeth. Kid was screaming the whole time. She couldn't hear him because she's deaf. Who um, gets their teeth removed anymore? I mean, I, I guess I, I had my wisdom teeth pulled, but that was like a couple of years ago when I was adult. When you're a child, it sounds like he's a pediatric dentist. When you're a child, don't your teeth fall out anyway? Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> so this is what they, they uh, went to an attorney here who uh, took the case pro bono. and It's a class action suit yeah. now. Lawyers hate do- uh, doctors and I assume dentists too because it's like the next uh, sort of like trying to please your mommy a career, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my mommy wanted me to be a doctor, but I only could go to law school because I'm too stupid. So rivalry going on there. <laughs> so they all they have this rivalry. lifelong hatred of doctors and surgeons, right? So this uh, lawyer here, John Phillips, represents dozens of Schneider's former patients. Most of them rely on Medicaid for health insurance. As it turns out, Medicaid pays this guy per tooth. So you can mm. cap a tooth twice, and then you can pull it. Hmm. So you get two. And then you can obtain benefits for both times a tooth was pulled. So he's he, working the system. He's made a fortune for Medicaid. State records show that Schneider's received nearly $4 million in Medicaid reimbursements in just the last five years. This is why people hate, you know, Obamacare and all that shit. Because how hard would it be for the Medicaid people just to look and be like, wait a minute, this guy pulls like on average eight teeth per child that he sees? Something's not right here. And we paid him $4 million? Like, can't they just set the computer up to do that and like put a flag on his file? Yeah. But they wouldn't even look into doing it, though. Right. Listen to this. A 1995 malpractice suit was settled out of court. Uh, the suit claimed Schneider unnecessarily placed 16 crowns in the mouth of a three-year-old. Do they even have that many teeth? <laughs> I guess they must. <laughs> so Unless you say, weren't you crowns. saying they could crown it twice? Yeah. Oh, so maybe there's eight, two times. Uh, the boy's family was paid $7,500 as a part of a settlement agreement. 7500 Yeah, that's it. That's this nothing. This is in 95, though. Um, a second malcra- malpractice suit was filed later that year. Also settled out of court. So that, that's the thing. It's like you, you think about it. It's like this doctor's performing unnecessary procedures. Medicaid's not even doing anything. He's a monster. In one of the, uh, in one of the reports, a mother filed a police report here in 2013. Said a five-year-old patient was allowed to sit with a daughter. Or the mother was, of the five-year-old patient was allowed to sit with her daughter during the procedure. The mother told police that Schneider grabbed her daughter's face, slapped her face several times, before uh, actually pulling out one of her teeth. So this is, this kind of, this, you know, bolsters my point here. The guy's 78 years old. I bet you back in the Korean War, that's how they did medical procedures. Are these patients Korean? Maybe he's just trying to get back. No, it's Schneider. He's probably, he's probably Jewish. I don't know if that's a Jewish name or not. Maybe he's German. Wait, the doctor? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, no, I'm saying, well, I'm saying the patients. Yeah, I don't know. trying to get revenge for uh, his old war buddies. But I, what I'm saying is, like, this guy probably learned to be a medic in World War One, And back then, it's like, let's pour some whiskey on the wound and bam, slap you in the face. Get it together, son. And then he's, like, pulling on, you know, severing your limb. Yeah. Malingering was a big issue. You had to, like, just slap people around a little bit. This guy's 78. I mean, I bet you he just applied this to dentistry. Yeah. You know? Um, he's like the George Patton of dentistry. He denies touching the girl. He was never arrested. <laughs> 
So, you know, is they, he still not arrested, or now is this latest charge sticking? That's what blows my mind. No, he has still not been arrested. CNN mm. tried to contact the guy, and he says, "I just want to be left alone." Okay. And then they just confronted him in the, in the parking lot. He just walked through his car. And despite calls to the police and the malpractice settlements and the fraud investigation, he's still free to practice in the, in the state of Florida. <laughs> his license is clear. According to the Florida Board of Dentistry, he hasn't been disciplined in any way. Hmm. <laughs> the parents are out for blood, though. They want this guy to go to jail. They're suing him for, uh, they want him to lose his practice. Right. But it's like, the, the guy's 78. Yeah, was, I mean, was home. he the cheapest guy around or what? Like, fucking all, nearly octogenarian, you're letting work on your kid's teeth. Well, I think that's part of it, though. It's like a Medicaid dentist. If you're going to a Medicaid dentist, you probably don't Hard have... Hard to find. Yeah, you probably don't have many options. I, mean, I think mm. most dentists are like, Medicaid? Yeah, right. Hmm. Like, I'm in well, this guy's making it. $4 million off of it, so... Well, he's scamming the system, you know? I mean, this guy knows what he's doing. 78-year-old 78 78 doctor. That's a red flag, people. I won't go to a dentist over 60. That's what you well, should do. That's pretty, <laughs> that's leaving a lot of dentists out there. I thought you, I thought you meant like you, you only go to a doctor who's like, or a dentist who's like 35. I don't want a dentist over 60 and I want her to be female because women are less likely to stick their balls in your mouth. See, I had a female dentist and she was trying constantly trying to scam me with all these unnecessary procedures. Not like pulling all my teeth out, obviously, but all this like cosmetic bullshit where I'm like, have you seen my face? <laughs> no, I'm not fucking George Clooney over here. I don't need to spend like, you know, $10,000 every year fucking on all these like painful procedures so you can, you know, lighten my teeth fucking 1% lighter. Yeah. Well, what do they call that when they want to put enamels on your teeth or something? Yeah, all that shit. Yeah, I remember going to, I've been to several dentists. That's, that's another red flag. When you go to a dentist, he's trying to upsell you things. But I've been to a dentist, he was telling me this, and he's like, no, this would be great for you. I can tell you you smoke and you drink coffee. You get these enamels, it's going to look great. And he, I was like, okay, how much is it? He's like, $28,000. Right. Like, Do you really think I can Your insurance will pay for 66% of it, though. And you're like doing the math. You're like, what in the fuck? <laughs> Still a lot of money. Yeah, see, my dentist now, he's like, a, I think he's Finnish or something. And, uh, you know, he's just like, yeah, you're a pretty ugly dude. Uh, <laughs> we'll just get the grime out of the cracks. I'm like, yeah, just get the grime out of the cracks and send me on my way. I have to go back to work. I went to a dentist in San Francisco. He's German. That scared the shit out <laughs> well, of me. Well, you shouldn't be going to a German No, it was like dentist. a Dr. Mengele situation. <laughs> you know, he's got this drill in one hand, that like right. dentist pick. Just your ancestors are rolling over in there. Uh, yeah, no, it, it freaked me out. In their gas chamber. Anyway, Sorry. what do you have here for the second story? Uh, I got a good one. It's also medical related. Um, it's uh, from Sydney, Australia. And uh, his name's Ben. And he says, hope you have a chuckle, mate. He didn't say mate, but I add that in. That's good. Did it's you notice the lack of uh, Australian accents in the new Mad Max movie? It's quite disappointing. Yes, I did. Yeah. And <laughs> Does that sound Tom like Hardy, him at all, Tom Hardy? <laughs> yeah. Tom Hardy, I guess he's just going with the Bane voice in all future movies now, because that's basically what he's doing. You know, I used to think it's because his face is always covered in every movie. So right. That's why he in sounds this like movie that. As well, for the first half, at least. Right? I think that's just how he talks. He did not sound Australian in any way. 
He did have some of the body language mannerisms of, uh, what's his name? The G- Speaking of Jew haters. Yeah, and Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson. But other than that, he really wasn't even in the movie that much, which wasn't that bad, but... I think that's anyway. why the, uh, all the, the misogynists are up in arms. Right. They're like, this is a Mad Max movie without Mad Max. <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> gay, right? Like, they're all, they're all super mad. Like, there wasn't enough beefcake in it. <laughs> okay, dude. You know, there's lots of gay porn you can be watching if you want to see movies with all men. I just wanted to see men in assless chaps. And one didn't have enough scenes with his shirt off, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but. There were lots of women. Scandally <laughs> clad. Too women in this movie. It was disgusting. <laughs> I think there could have been more women. There wasn't enough nude scenes. There's some big uh, fat titties in it, though. There, nice there's some see. pretty uh, sexy women in that movie too. I think there could have been some, uh, like a shower scene at least, you know, or a, a, you know, they, there was some. There wasn't a lot of shower water. taking going on. Yeah, but maybe they like happened upon a desert oasis, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna take a <laughs> okay. quick bath here." This is why you're not a successful screenwriter, <laughs> dude. If this movie came out in 1984. I think that that scene would have been written in, but uh, mm. you can't have that doesn't fly now. Right. Well, somebody will make a porn version of this movie, clearly, right? Yeah, that works. <laughs> well, we'll just to wait. I just have to wait. Uh, but this is a pretty porny story here. I mean, you know, you, I mean, what what is the biggest development in pornography in the past, let's say, ten years? I would, well, I would definitely say the internet, but what about DVD well, not, porn? Remember not, DVD porn not, with multi-angles? Let, let, multiple me rephrase, angles? let me rephrase the question. Rephrase the question. Uh, outside of sort of technical delivery, oh, okay. I'm talking about content-wise, it's anal sex, people. Yeah, I would probably say agree? the, uh, you know, there's gonzo porn, but I'd say I, it all focuses on the anus. I mean, the anus is, uh, it's basically the star of every porn nowadays, right? Like, it's advertised like that. Like, you know, she's going to do anal when a new porn star comes out. And then when she finally does her anal scene, that's like a big step for her. She's paid double for the anal scene. Almost, you know, and and then it's seeped out into the regular culture that, like, people just expect that the ladies are going to, you know, give up the butthole. You right? said seeped. but yeah no it's true and we expect to see that that's what we want to see it's like okay yeah she does regular porn scenes but we want to see an anal scene right especially amongst our porn stars there's there's still some pushback but you know that that's the one thing (laughs) in the real world but uh, i I think it's like the fact that i i personally have on this porn repellent but it's like they want the monster cock and the gaping asshole like they've gapers porn like gapers is a genre it's like you want to see inside this woman's intestines a lot of dudes do, apparently. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a very successful uh, genre. Yeah. It's um, disgusting. But then they say that uh, a lot of like religious people, um, religious young people, they uh, sometimes will have anal sex because they don't think it's like really having sex out of wedlock because it's not real sex. You know, I tried that line on so many girls in high school. It never All those worked. super religious girls you dated? Not religious. Even other girls that just didn't want to lose their virginity to me. Oh. It's like, well, we could do it the, in the back door. It doesn't count. <laughs> you don't have to say, like, I lost my virginity to this guy because you didn't yeah. really. Meanwhile, <laughs> he's going to see, though, that your asshole is like the size of a fucking <laughs> softball. I guess not with it when you're with D. So that's Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> But, uh, and then you can't get pregnant, right? So, I mean, you can still get an STD, I guess, but, uh, you can't get pregnant. Yeah, that's, sex. that's the bonus of the back door. Except you can. Dun, dun, dun. What? 
What yeah, do you so mean? this is uh the story is about a doctor. His name's I can't even barely pronounce it. Brian Steixner. He's a urologist with the Jersey Urology Group in Atlantic City. Um, which is like America's second Las Vegas, for those of you who don't know. And uh he's reporting this case. Uh he witnessed he witnessed the lucky, quote unquote, one in a million. Because this happens like one in a million, one in a nine, nine, 999, 999 times. Uh, that was very poor numer, numerology to, but, to put that, but whatever. Uh, so a young pregnant woman came in to the emergency room complaining of spotting, which I guess all girls know what that is. Spotting. It's, it's like not your time of the month, but for some reason you're bleeding out of your vagina. The, that magical organ that every guy can't get out of his mind, but is actually really disgusting. Um, sometimes it just bleeds uncontrollably, even when you're not you know, supposed to be bleeding. Personally, I think all genitals are kind of gross. So whatever. Yeah. I don't know. The, the cock, <laughs> it's multi-purpose, sleek, whatever. Uh, I'm, not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of the balls, however. They are disgusting. <laughs> genitals are weird. They're functional, but they are weird. In right. any creature, they're kind of weird. Right. Well, this is extra weird. Um, it's relatively common for women to have light spotting during pregnancy. But in this case, the blood was coming from her rectum. <laughs> that well, is not so common. Now, there's some rough anal sex going on there. Right. Actually, this woman had some other problems. Because when she was born, she didn't have a urethra, vagina, and anus. She just had one hole called a cloaca. Whoa, which is, she, was she born a fish? <laughs> fish and birds and certain kinds of like strange animals like uh, platypuses i guess have them uh this is incredibly rare uh not as rare as having an ass baby but um one in twenty five thousand female live births have this which seems pretty common actually when you think about it one in what twenty five thousand one in twenty five yeah that actually does seem a lot more uh common than i thought so my town has like about eighty thousand people in it i guess so that means what there's like three Three cloacas. You At least, bang. right? <laughs> can you bang the cloaca? Is there like a clitoris on it? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a usually usually this is this problem's diagnosed at birth and they can repair it right away. Although it, it does lead lead to a lifetime of like, you know, you have some issues with it, but they can sort of fix it. But uh they don't know what happened with this lady. Either so, either they fixed it and something went wrong, or her body formed a fistula which is an abnormal connection between organs and her uterus fused to her rectum. Oh. So every month when she had her period, she had it rectally. <laughs> I guess she didn't think that was a strange thing, at least not strange enough to go and tell the doctor about before. So was she shoving tampons up her ass? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she just used the pad. Wait, this happened in Australia? No, it happened in uh, New Jersey. In Jersey. So she probably soaked those in vodka and then stuck them up her ass. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happens in Jersey? And the vodka, I think that vodka tampon story broke on the Jersey Shore. So she was pre basically pregnant in her butthole. And uh, a few months later, she had a C-section. The doctors didn't think it, she should attempt to poop out the baby. And the baby was healthy. Wait, how did it's amazing. they... amazing. So they just took a C-section. But she was actually considering uh, shitting out the baby? <laughs> well, you got to consider everything. All your options. Wow. I don't know if she was seriously considering it. Huh. I mean, we were talking before about the porn, you know. And amazing things can happen to that butthole from what I've seen. 
So did Snooky just her body just recovered completely? <laughs> Actually, this story happened a long time ago. The baby was Snooky. Okay, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Ass baby. Wow, That's why she's so brown. So I don't get it. She carried this baby to term. Did it? Yeah, healthy child. I guess the butthole connected to her uterus because it's not like a baby can really grow in your colon, right? Yeah, I was thinking. That's what I was wondering, like where the uh, the placenta was. I think it was, you know, her somehow her asshole was connected to her uh, uterus, which makes I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> like she's taking, you know, she's having bowel movements during the pregnancy. Are they like passing by the baby's head or what? Yeah, I don't Something know. To think I mean, about <laughs> was it. Was the baby protected from the poop inside the placenta, or like how did this work? I guess so, <laughs> I don't know, maybe they were runny. I don't. I don't maybe it's just. Uh, I mean, you've plac- seen how like uh, crowded, like you know, the subways can get in New York. It's probably something like that. Just, maybe the placenta is going just, one way, the others going the other way. Uh, maybe the placenta is rush hour there. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so some women who have this cloaca thing uh they suffer from even when they get it fixed they suffer from leakage of urine and stool their entire lives it's a huge psychological and quality of life issue so we shouldn't be laughing about it no yeah it's a horrible uh, medical abnormality so when this guy had anal sex with her so that's what happened he had anal sex with her he yeah. ejaculated and got her pregnant yep god that's crazy <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this woman was very bright you know, because she's like, oh, I've just been having anal sex with this guy. Well, now I'm pregnant. I guess it's God's will. <laughs> you know, she didn't think to be like, hmm, something's not making sense here. I mean, did she, didn't her gynecologist say, you know, you should probably make sure you can get pregnant in either entrance, either <laughs> maybe, hole? Yeah, maybe the gynecologist wasn't very thorough. Man, so do you think they ever had regular vaginal sex or is it just always anal? <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. Well, I, I wonder which doc, like if some of the doctors actually conferred, they're like, you know, she might be able to poop it out. <laughs> There's like, you know how whenever they have, you know, like a toothbrush or something, they're always like four out of five doctors agree, which makes you always wonder about the one who's just like, I disagree. Maybe there was one who's like, she should poop it out. God damn it. Like Quincy getting all mad. So would they consider this an immaculate conception? <laughs> Okay, maybe this is what happened. Maybe this is where Jesus came from. That's what I'm thinking. I think Mary got stripped up the anus magically. <laughs> yeah, but everybody knows that Jewish girls don't give up the butthole. No, well, you that probably clearly didn't happen. <laughs> well, not to mention most Jewish girls have IBS. So you probably don't want to go that route anyway. Just, is that some inside information for us, Goyim? I'm just saying, it's like if you if you take these statistics of how many girls, Jewish gr- women, have IBS, it's like, mm-hmm. seriously, like one out of four. Okay. So you probably want to avoid the back door. All right. You know? Well. But hey, who knew? I never knew you could get a girl pregnant from uh, the back door, so. It's that, pr- still probably safer than condoms <laughs> <laughs> as far as pregnancy goes, so. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Uh, people, say your story. Sing around podcast at uh, hotmail.com. Got a few phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before I get to our first phone call, here's another word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. 
When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. All right, Wacker, we got a few phone calls here to get to. Uh, the first one is kind of every guy's nightmare. So this is, this first story here is uh, every guy's nightmare. A clown? <laughs> More or less. Anus, baby. Mm. Hey, D. Hey, Lance. Was listening to episode 385, um, and you were discussing the guy with a permanently erect penis. Uh, and the question was uh, if the dick that was artificially pumped uh can actually come uh and what did he say pernal pernal erect penis i, mean, <laughs> I have no idea this guy's like a urologist himself and he expects us to know all these terms are you detecting an accent here yeah for sure okay it sounds like this one's like he kind of sounds like jean-claude van damme <laughs> doesn't he he's like hello dear Lance. sure i'll go with that all right let's see what happened to jean-claude that reminded me of the story of my own, which I'm not proud of, but what the heck, here it is. Um, once I ran into a girl that was really hot and out of my league, but... Out of my league. Uh, unbeknownst to me, she liked me, and we ended up making out uh, in a hotel room. Nice. Uh, nice. High five. So there we are, making out. Mm, one thing leads to another, and... She grabs my dick and it's chubby. Chubby and there is no progress there. Um, <laughs> I, I think this is, well, I'm going to suppress my comments till the call's done, but I do find this really funny that I think guy, I mean, this guy had to have been younger. It's like you just expect your dick always to perform. Right. Like it, it always works. Usually it's performing when you don't, when you're not even yeah, in an I mean, opportune moment. But I mean, it, you know, this happens occasionally. I think every guy has dealt with this. Usually whiskey is involved when this happens, but right. and, and which, which probably was the case in this. Like I met her at the club or the bar. He's wasted and he just expects his dick to like magically be hard. So I excuse myself to the bathroom uh, to have a little talk with my dear friend um well what do you do you grab it and you try to make it hard so works every every time as a charm um but this time didn't cooperate so i'm trying to get it get it working jerking it left and right but what i don't get here so okay let's say you do manage to jerk up an erection here in the bathroom do you quickly run out and be like oh go go pull your pants down we gotta get going because i have this boner i mean what what was he yeah, expecting that's to what happen? He, it's like you know yourself fluffing <laughs> what's not to understand but how weird is that it's like is so the girl's naked on the bed and he's like excuse me i have to right. go take a shit <laughs> <laughs> i'll be right back um hold on one second and he just goes to the room the log on here. deck <laughs> Well, you just hear this like vigorous flapping going on in the other room. There's vigorous fapping going on in the other room, and then you're... <laughs> what do you think? 
I mean, he's like bouncing off the walls and getting all wrapped up in the shower curtain. <laughs> like, what do you think vigorous fapping sounds like? Yeah, but I'm just saying, it's like, what do you think? What's the girl doing? Just like, uh... She's posting to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> From semi-flaccid penis, it turns into totally flaccid dick. Um... I can't believe what's going on, um, knowing that the girl is expecting performance and this sort of thing never happened. Um, but I keep on it because what's, what's the option? At this you point, it's out, not dude. as much of a jerking yeah. as holding the, this tiny dick with your two, two fingers. Um, but what, what are you going to do? Um, after a minute or so, I I came. It was all of a, <laughs> out of nowhere. It just happened. So there you have it. It's possible. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong, guys. Wackman, you're my hero. So uh, you're here is hero. So Wackerly, the guy fucking <laughs> trying to chub up that sexy little girl and accidentally jerks himself off to completion. <laughs> I think part of the problem was that uh, this dude was probably thinking of the whack man while he was uh, trying to chub up. Okay. <laughs> he was powering up that boner. Didn't work. You don't want to think of the whack man when you're having sex. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything to respond to. Well, but that just sucks. So what do you do at that point? <laughs> you, you, you just walk you just out the, and be walk like. Walk out with your head in shame. You should have just went down on her, dude. Yeah, well, try well, something else. These kids today yeah. don't know anything. I mean, I've, I've been in this situation before, and I've said, you know, especially being just wasted, it's like, yeah, sure, I'll go down on her. If I don't get a boner at that point, I'll be like, I'm just fucking too drunk to, yeah. to work properly. Let's just do it again. Own, let's, it, own up to it. Or just, can we take a rain check? Mm. Yeah, let's just do it tomorrow. And she's probably going to say no, by the way. Well, <laughs> You're like, no, this was your chance, and you blew it, but no hard feelings. Goodbye. But, you know, I mean, what, what you going to do? Just leave. I mean, it's, yeah, it's very disappointing to both parties. But what are you going to do? Like, I've never excused myself to the bathroom and tried to, like, you know, jerk up an, er an erection. Like, that's just, that would just be awkward. I couldn't even imagine, like, coming out and then, you know, he just blew his load and just be like, oh, my performance is finished here. <laughs> would you like to save the cum? It's in my hand. <laughs> I think in this case, I would have just... I mean, if it was her hotel room, I probably just walked out, not said anything, put my pants on, and just left. <laughs> what if it's your hotel room? How then? Like, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> anything good on TV? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Discovery Channel? Yeah, I don't know that that, that this situation sucks, but yeah, I agree with Wackily. Like, it's not working. Try something else. Try eating her out. I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll you know, or, or it gets to the point where you're too drunk. To, to properly uh, have sex, and that happens too. Take a rain check. Yeah, you know? <laughs> check. Or like I would. I mean, I would just be honest. Just be like, it's not going to happen tonight. Honesty is the best policy. But then, yeah, you're probably not going to end up. You ever just sex try and either. shove the soft thing in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had that too. That's where it's like great. When you're so drunk, you just don't even care. Well, it's like you got I whiskey. Don't know, dick. Try and put this in there, just rubbing it around. Well, you got whiskey dick and it's like a semi, but you're just like, maybe if I just shove it in, <laughs> it'll get then hard it'll eventually. get hard and I'll eventually <laughs> nope. come. Now, well, sometimes, sometimes well, it's sometimes. happened, but 
Yeah, but then usually not. Well, the risk in this situation though is like if you're if you're semi if you if you're in semi status, you probably aren't wearing a condom when you're shoving it in. <laughs> yeah, trying to put a condom on a soft dick is also a good time. Yeah, that that's also embarrassing as well. So yeah, I, I, it's just odd that the guy just ran to the bathroom, <laughs> going to try to save this situation. However, I read that Ron Jeremy has this like certain grip he does to his dick that makes his dick hard every time. Yeah, I've heard that also. He's so, not going to tell anybody, though. No, his claim to fame. Maybe this dude has a similar skill. You know, I don't know. Apparently not. <laughs> All right, here's the second call. Hey, this is some dude from Washington. I work with developmentally disabled adults. Dude, people. So one of my clients told me today he keeps a stuffed animal bear bigger than the average bear that called something after his ex-wife who passed away and I watch cut out where you can see the, see the stuffing as well as the butthole and I asked him why and he said that he sticks this thing in it and humps it yeah, what that? What's that called? And I asked him why he has these weird things taped on. Wait, where he? Uh, you fuck a stuffed animal? Like a fifi or something? Oh no, no, he's that's a fifi towel they use in prison. Right. Well, what's the difference? This is a stuffed animal. Yeah, but this is like a stuffed, like a teddy bear that's like uh, life size, oh. and he just fucks the shit out of the teddy bear. Get it. So, so is this is this call going to go on for like eight minutes? <laughs> is that the point of the story? Well, that, he's he asks the guy why he has sex with it, and the guy's like he sticks his dick in it. I think I'm not sure what the point is. Let's see. <laughs> A nipple of the bear, and he told me that he cuts off the nipples of Playboy magazine women. Okay, that's and weird. Him on the nipple of his bear, so he can <laughs> see the tits. That's the thought. That was right weird. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Dude has a nipple fetish. <laughs> so I mean, wait. every every guy likes every guy, every girl likes tits too, which is a secret for you all out there. Yeah, but, no, women uh, love breasts. But this guy's like really just fixated on the nipple, which is kind of odd. How do you do? You think he just glues it on the bear? Yeah, of course. So he just p- puts nipples on the bear. Do you think he, it's like your uh, when you get that little re-registration sticker for your license plate on your car you're supposed to scrape the old one off but everybody just keep putting them on because we're all fucking lazy and like after like you know 15 years you've got like you know a half inch thick of old stickers sticking out you think he does that with the nipples <laughs> yeah I don't, you know i don't know what i wonder about do you think he like so the does, does he put a woman's face on the bear's face or is it a bear's face with human nipples that's what i'm picturing that's that's weird. I mean, I wonder this guy here, who's the caretaker of these developmentally disabled adults, do you find some aberrant behavior like this going on? Do you do anything about it? I don't think it's that aberrant. All right, so if the guy's misbehaving, do you take his nipple bear away from him? Oh, yeah, well, that you could do. <laughs> You're acting out. I mean, out. Do, you ever, do you ever take it to, like, send it through the washing machine once in a while? That might be a good idea. Yeah, could you imagine how this thing smells? I'd rather not. God. You know, I've heard of, uh, I don't know if this is a caller, or someone was telling me about this, but they had worked in a home, and it was a similar, well, 
not exactly a similar situation. What this guy would do is he would buy hardcore pornography magazines, and they would also buy like Cosmo and other magazines, Victoria's Secret, and he would dress the girls in the uh, in the hard in the hustler. Like he would cut out like bikinis and outfits and dress the girls, like paste it to dress them. Well, that's like Buffalo Bill shit right there. Well, what's weirder? Nipples on a teddy bear or dressing the girls dressing in the hustler? Dressing the girls in the, play, in the hustler. Yeah, I that's guess weird. you're not getting what's any sexual head, satisfaction. Dude? Yeah, there's something odd going on there. All right. Um, here, here's a third call. Hey, I can't talk long. I think the NSA is listening. Hey, this is Pooh Bear up in Anchorage, uh, Alaska. I just want to call and tell you guys, you know, you really need to do like 30 seconds of research whenever you start going on your rant. No. One that set me off today was, yeah, you know, talking about the pedophiles that don't exist and where all these kids come from. I mean, you can look up Jeffrey Epstein, the guy hanging out with Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew, and Jimmy Savile was hanging out with Prince Charles, and these are all convicted pedophiles. So these motherfucking creepy rich fucks are all over the place killing, raping kids. And if you look up the statistics in America, there's like 10,000 kids that go missing every year that are never found. So where the fuck are they going? So just want to put my little uh, 33 cents in there. So taters. Uh, the guy called back one more with, uh, I guess, an addendum here. Second part. Hey, Pooh Bear again. I forgot. So why does Lance have a gun? And why doesn't D have one? So, why? Yeah. Well, why do you have a gun, Wackerly? It's fun. I'm going to get another one. Actually, I want to go buy a shotgun. Especially because all these like riots are happening in uh, Oakland, which is kind of... I guess you could say right down the street from me. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but I could see the riot sort of venturing over by my house, and I don't want them smashing up my car. See, Wackerly has a gun because he's a paranoid white man. I I don't have a gun because I guess I've been too cheap to buy one. I like guns. Shooting guns is is fun. You know what, though? The other thing is California makes it such a pain in the ass to get one. It's not like you can just go down to the sporting goods store and walk home with one. It's like you got to go through this registration. You got to come back seven fucking days later or something. And then you got to like put your name in this fucking book for all time. It's a background check. Don't you think we should do background checks when we get guns? I don't know. (laughs) I I mean, people get shot every day by crazy motherfuckers with guns. So is it working? No. Uh, You know, I kind of agree with you, too. It's like, you you know, there's... You always see these calamities occur, like whether it be a natural disaster, whether it be some kind of riot. You know, people break into homes. They rob right. you. They, you know, that's, that's what people do. So you got to like, secure your gun. Yeah. I'm, I'm very pro on like, you know, getting a locker and, or whatever safe and having the thing locked up. But uh, here, I guess here's my problem. I don't mind the background check, but why can't I go, buy one online and have it delivered to my house? <laughs> I mean, that's how I buy everything else in my life. I'm a, like you said. I'm a middle-aged white guy. I don't go to the store for things. But so where do you get a shotgun? Do you just go to the rifle store or something? They sell shotguns? Well, shotguns you can buy uh, actually like just like at Walmarts and uh, like big five sporting goods stores. Shotguns you can get a lot more places than you can buy a handgun. So. You can get like a 12 And they're cheap. Yeah. They're like 300 bucks. So what, what, I mean, what kind of shotgun are you going to get? I don't know. There's like one standard one that everybody buys. It's like the Mossberg 500 or something. That's what I'm going to get. Do you take your wife shooting? Is she good at uh, using the shotgun? 
I haven't yet. She wants to go, but she's always at work on the weekends. Guns. The good. Th- that's the thing. It's like I. I kind of. I guess I've been too cheap to buy a gun, but I don't have anything against owning a gun. Like it's a lot of guns are fun. It's kind of fun to go shooting yeah. every now and then. Um, I, so yeah, I haven't got around to getting a gun. However, it's it's not that uh, I'm paranoid about the Juminati and the stealing our children, <laughs> and that's what's going to lead me to uh, go purchase a firearm. Like, does this guy really think there's like this? I mean, I guess there are pedophile rings out there. But I don't think the 10,000 children that are being abducted are being sold into sex slavery. I think usually what happens, they're abducted by uh, the ex-husband or something. Yeah. It's like a, a custody dispute. Right. You know, and then they It's a little they less dramatic off. when you find that out, right? But I, but I think it's funny how like all these guys immediately be like, oh, no, there's these pedophile rings run by Jews. And they're also creating chemtrails to distract us while they right. steal our children. Yeah, it's Lyndon LaRouche... Uh, <laughs> You know, what's that guy? He's got the website. I don't know. Yeah, no, the, yeah, Lyndon LaRouche. Uh, what's his name? InfoWars yeah, is what I'm trying Info to think War, Alex, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Like, these guys perpetuate these stereotypes. Talk about this. these secret societies. They're stealing children. I mean, like, it'd yeah. be fun if that was the truth, but I, I hate to break it to you people, but just life is what, much more boring than that, and most of the fucked up shit that happens in this country is cause, because people are incompetent. Okay, yeah, I'm sure there's like instances of like you know taken where Albanians are taking young women and selling them to sex slavery. Sure, sex trafficking does work. I just don't think it. I just don't think there's this cabal of people that are out there. Secret society, yeah, secret society abducting your children. I do like the story about the guy with the uh, the plane that hangs out with Bill Clinton. Though I can't remember what he said his name was. I did I did know about oh, Epstein. That. Epstein, but, yes. But this guy wasn't getting. Was he getting really young girls, or was he just getting models? Like uh, no, 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 like fifteen year old girls. <laughs> they were oh, all on wow. the plane with Bill Clinton, if you believe the reports. Yeah, I, I did see that. I can't believe Hillary Clinton's going to be our next president. It's really disheartening. It'd be interesting to see. I wonder. I don't know. I still what sh- think what a shitty person she is. I still think the only reason she's doing it is so she can go fuck a male intern and embarrass her husband. Publicly. <laughs> the ultimate ultimate revenge strategy. Okay, I, I think I know that I do want to vote for her because I want to see that play out. How great would that be? They're like, you know, she just got the ultimate revenge, and we is he gonna kind of look like me? Because <laughs> that was always the funny <laughs> thing, right? This was at Monica Lewinsky. Everybody saw her. Like, really? Her? It's like chubby, doughy, like not very attractive chick. You got you went put the country through all this bullshit for her. Yeah, maybe he's so a chubby Hillary, chaser. I wonder if Hillary Clinton will equally just have somebody like completely mediocre. Just some doughy, white, pasty. Yeah, like me. <laughs> exactly. That would be great. It's just it, she stuck a cigar up his ass. I'd have to fucking do like I'd have to do like press conferences. Yeah, I went down on Hillary and the whole office and got caught. It's uh, kind of embarrassing, but uh, I'd do it again. I gotta say, Wackily, that would do wonders for the podcast. So you wouldn't imagine, but she keeps her vagina very trim. I'm here to tell you that, folks. <laughs> It's probably a nice and neat down there. And all these Republicans would be trying to like vote impeach her, get her out of office. <laughs> Let's be, get Ken Starr on this. <laughs> I'd have to be on like fucking Rachel Maddow. Hi, Rachel. And then uh, Oprah would be interviewing Bill. You want to compare notes? <laughs> but Oprah would be in, interviewing Bill and he'd be like, yeah, I can't say I didn't deserve this. That Wackerly guy, <laughs> if I see him, <laughs> bop him right in the face. God damn it. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. All right, here's the last call. It's in reference to uh, the guy who called his girlfriend a cunt. 
Hey, what's up, boys? I just wanted to uh, comment on one of your callers last week. Called him a cunt and was very, very scared of the outcome. Um, just wanted to say that uh, I call my girlfriend a cunt all the time, and I won't say she loves it, but she's pragmatic enough to know that she's being a fucking cunt, and whatever it is she did, she just stopped doing it. I think it's less about what you call somebody and more about how they're going to react to it. You know, I mean, she calls me an ass all the time. And, you know, while we're being honest here, I can be quite cunty myself. And, uh, you know, it's, I, and we need, we need those reminders. You need someone that loves you enough to be honest enough to be like, hey, cunt, shut the fuck up. Oh, God. Can you cut this guy <laughs> off? I have something to say about this. <laughs> this all right, let me tell you, dude. You are a fucking annoying couple. I have a bunch of friends like this that are, you know, in relationships and friends with both people, whatever. And this this is like a common relationship thing that's really annoying to everybody else around you. It's obnoxious. You have one of these relationships where you're like, oh, me and my old lady fight all the time. We just, we're honest with each other. And then like every time you fucking have to go like, you know, you want to go out to dinner with them or invite them to your barbecue or fucking 4th of July party or whatever. They're just bickering and they're constantly fucking like shitting on each other and in these little fights. They're like, we just love each other. We're just honest with each other. It's like, shut the fuck up with this fighting that you think is cute. It's annoying. And not to mention, it's like, this guy's saying it it benefits their relationship in the long run. All it does is it makes a very awkward experience for all of your friends. Right. Yeah. Just, just be nice to your fucking significant other. You know, like if, if they're having a problem and you need, you know, you just tell them like, you know, this really bothers me. Could you not do it or tone it down or whatever? But like, you know, if you're constantly calling your girlfriend or wife a cunt and she's calling you an asshole and like 90% of your waking hours, you're bickering with that person. you're, You're just one of the most irritating, you know, couples in the universe and then, there really is that. nothing more awkward or uncomfortable when you're like having a dinner party or something and then like yeah you have this obnoxious couple and the guy's like hey why don't you quit being a cunt and he calls yeah, her a shut cunt your fucking mouth bitch in public like shut your whore mouth like in public to everybody and everyone's just kind of like the table goes quiet and you're like and then she kind of just laughs it off but you can tell it really bothers her it's like you know have a little respect for each other like, I, 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 I mean, I understand it's like, oh, no, we're that kind of couple. But actually, you know, maybe do it in your own house and have your own fucked up relationship. But it's like, I'll never come and hang out at your house if you're right. going to call your wife a cunt in front Every of me. Every once in a while, you have to have a big blowout fight. Yeah, have it in private. It's obnoxious just to be in. And it's like you're, you're, you're over fucking 30 years old. You can sit down and have an actual conversation about what's That's wrong. The relationship. You don't have to call each other names. Right. You know, it's just, I don't know. I agree. I just think, I guess, yeah, when you get to a point in your relationship where you know, you've been dating over five years, it's like, do you really need to call yourself a cunt in, front of, in public in front of other people? Yourself or her? No, both people. Like, you're an yeah, asshole. You you're go. a dick. It's like, we're going to call each other names in public when we fight. Stephanie and Jer never fight. Who, my sister and Jer? <laughs> it's because Stephanie just dominates Jer. <laughs> he just does whatever he's told. Yeah, Jer was uh, castrated when uh, before the marriage. <laughs> well, before they even got together, which was what, like twenty years ago. No, they, but they, I don't. They wouldn't call each other like names like that. I mean, sure, they right. yell at each other and bicker like that, but they're not. I've never be seen like, him even bicker. Oh no, Stephanie, they'll like make remarks and Jer will snap, but it's never like <laughs> it's never you know malicious. There's no ill will towards each other. Where it sounds like some of these couples are like throwing fucking glasses at each other and shit. Right. 
you know, it's like when you get into a violent confrontation, I think there's something inherently wrong with your relationship. Right. Breaking out the rolling pin. Yeah. 1950s like, style. But I mean, they, they, it wouldn't be some, it wouldn't surprise me if this guy calls up and it's like, you know, sometimes I give her a little cuff because she deserves it. <laughs> you know, sometimes I stick a pillow over her face and hold it there for like two <laughs> minutes. And she gets it, you know, she'll scratch yeah. me on the, across my face, you know, she'll scratch my cheek. One time I woke up and she had some scissors right down by my balls, but I, I caught her. <laughs> she didn't cut anything off. Cool, my scrotum's dude. intact. <laughs> it's just a nick. But that's, that's just what love is. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, maybe. Okay. Anyway, people call Sigma on hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, we got to get going here. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. We appreciate that. Just rate, comment, subscribe, do a search for Sick and Wrong. Helps, uh, helps boost visibility here for the show. Join the Facebook page. Yeah, we got a Facebook page. That also, with the Facebook page, there's a lot of interaction going on there. I've been trying to revive that. So it's just facebook.com slash Sigurong Podcast. Also, uh, announcement here about our Sigurong store. We are out a, of large and extra large t-shirts right now. We have sold out of extra large and large t-shirts. But we have plenty of, of mediums. out there. Yeah, a lot of big guys. We have uh, big girls. We have plenty of mediums and smalls left, though. So you can go to sickerhomepodcast.com slash store, and you can order a T-shirt. I'll throw in a print and send some stickers, but only a medium or a small T. We will be ordering more shirts soon. And uh, Sickerhome Song of the Week this came in from Eric. He goes, this song is about D's family. It's from DJ Assault. It's called Yo Relatives. You ever heard, about the, you ever heard of this guy, DJ Assault? Uh-uh. He was big in the 90s in Detroit. He's like, uh, he had that song called S and Titties. S, S and oh, Titties. Yeah, I know Remember that, that song. Yeah. yeah. Um, that guy was, he was big in Detroit, actually, back then. I don't know what happened to him now, but this song, Yo Relatives, is, uh, is a gem. So uh, thank you, Eric, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode 485. Till then, take it sleazy. Good night. Yo mama, yo daddy, your sister's a hoe. Yo mama, yo daddy, your sister's a hoe. Yo mama, yo daddy, your sister's a hoe. Your mama, your daddy, your sister's a hoe. Your mama, your daddy, your sister's a hoe. Your mama, your daddy, your sister's a hoe. Ho, 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 ho. Your mama, your daddy, your sister's a hoe. Your mama, your daddy, your sister's a hoe. Ho, 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 ho. Your brother, your cousin, your auntie's a bitch. Your brother, your cousin, your auntie's a bitch. Bitch, 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 bitch. Your brother, your cousin, your auntie's a bitch. Your brother, your cousin, your auntie's a bitch. Bitch, 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 bitch. Your grandma, your auntie, your uncle is gay. Yo grandma, yo auntie, yo uncle is gay. Gay, 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 gay. Yo grandma, yo auntie, yo uncle is gay. Yo grandma, yo auntie, yo uncle is gay. Gay, 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 gay. Yo niece, yo nephew, yo grandparents up. Yo niece, yo nephew, yo grandparents up. Tuck, 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 tuck.
she was telling me uh, tomorrow she's going to this exclusive barbecue. Really, really, in the elite nerd community, this is like, she goes, it's the first time I've ever been invited. She goes, I've been trying to get into this for three years. I was like, who's barbecue? She's like, you wouldn't know him, but Chris Hardwick's going to be there. And I was like, oh, can I go? She's like, no, it's a closed list. Like, fine. <laughs> Isn't that funny? She's like, everybody's going to be there. Chris Hardwick. like, whoa, this is so exclusive. Is it like at some mansion? Is the dude famous or? I have no idea. I was like, I'm going to have my own fucking barbecue. She's like, who are you going to invite? Your cat? She's like, <laughs> fucking Casey. I was like, maybe. I was like, maybe I will. I'll have cat. I'll have Hecubus and Casey and maybe that mangy cat that lives up the street. <laughs> barbecue some tofu hot dogs. It'd be cool in your barbecue. <laughs> you can wear a cape. I was like, I'll invite Ryan Keeley. She's like, she's going to be at my barbecue. I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I could wear a cape. <laughs> and invite my pot. <laughs> and invite my my uh, fucking alcoholism and my <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> and I'm gonna be watching Small Wonder, so it's and just gonna be like Vicky's here. <laughs> it's like you're not on the list for this party. 